Hi, folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. And today on the program, we have Dr. Ken Learmont. Dr. Learmont is a dairy tech services veterinarian with Zoetis. Thank you very much for joining us today, Dr. Learmont. My pleasure. Thanks, Jake. When we talk about dairy cows, reproduction is always a big point that people have a lot of questions about, have a lot of struggles with, just because it's such an integral part of the dairy industry, but it can be a struggle at times. My question for you to begin with is, is if we're trying to get these cows bred, what are some things we can do to improve our reproduction rate in these cows? Good question. You know, we look at, um, you know, what's happened with reproduction and how, how we've come. So, you know, and it, it, it seems like it's a continual uh, process of improvement. I think back even, you know, and probably 15, 20 years ago, and we looked at how we measure reproduction and success in dairy cattle is by pregnancy rate, which is different than how we measure it in the case of beef cattle. It's looking at once we've decided this cow is eligible to get bred of every 21-day cycle, what percent of these animals actually got pregnant. And so it's a different metric, but we were looking at pregnancy rates of maybe 14, 15%. And holy cow, Jake, you know, we got people that from our local area around Sioux Falls that have been platinum award winners for Dairy Cattle Reproductive Council and having pregnancy rates of over 40, you know, like 43%. It has just really improved a lot in the last 20 or so years. But that said, there is so much value to getting these cows pregnant in a timely manner. Uh, it sets the whole next lactation. We get them all pregnant around a similar time frame. It makes managing the diets and the dry period and the following uh, calvings and stuff so much better. There's a lot of money to be made by improving reproduction. So there's so many things people are doing that, you know, trying to figure out how can we improve this even more uh, than maybe where we've come. How do we keep getting better? And it's kind of like if you're standing still, you're falling behind. You know, you got to keep keep moving ahead. So there's a number of things that, you know, people have looked at, and we can delve into these, but I'll just list them off uh, initially. Um, so we know that nutrition plays a key part. Um, having these cows uh, properly fed, meeting their nutritional needs all the way through. And it's not just from when they become cows, it actually starts as a calf and that whole process of getting it up to a very healthy, highly productive animal. And then we have genetics. We know that we can impact reproduction tremendously by their genetic makeup. So we have the opportunity with genomic testing to actually even pick out the animals that are gonna be more successful you know, for the next generation. We've got different types of um, tools to help us find cows in heat, like activity monitors. Those have been just really some interesting devices, particularly over the last maybe five years or so. We've seen a lot of movement uh, in that space. And then we've got, you know, our fertility programs. Uh, there's been new products, new research on existing products um, and new programs where we use to try and improve that reproductive efficiency that have just really helped drive the reproductive rates up. So of all these different tools you just listed, because I mean, you listed the reproductive programs, you listed genomics, whatnot. What are some of the things you think have moved the needle the most in that 20-year time frame that you're referencing? 
Um, I don't know if you can totally separate it out. We do know that on the genetic side, you know, for years we were breeding for cows that had more and more milk production, but we didn't really realize that at the same time, milk production and reproductive traits genetically tend to go in opposite directions. So as we improve milk production, we tended to decrease reproductive performance. And once back in the mid thousands you know shortly after 2000 hit uh, the industry genetic dairy cattle genetic industry started really looking at daughter pregnancy rate which is a metric of measuring the reproductive performance based upon that pregnancy rate metric i discussed at the beginning and they started actually selecting and, and paying attention to that and that made you could see a big change in the a graph, you know, on pregnancy rates and how we started coming up. But we also, you know, there's been so much more focus now on raising a good, healthy calf and looking at the lifetime uh, productivity based on how we start these calves out, even with the point of colostrum management. Nutrition, too, and managing these close-up and fresh cows, you know, reducing the stress, giving them more space, giving them adequate feed space, you know, managing the body condition has really helped a lot. And then we look at some of our fertility programs um, where we use uh, some sort of, you know, synchronization process. There's been some really marked improvements in what products we use, what therapeutic products we use in the calendar of events and how we place them in there. And we've seen some, you know, big, big jumps over probably the past uh, five or six years just uh, focused around those programs. Well, it's really interesting. I mean, that's a good way to look at things retrospectively. If we're going to look going forward, though, what are some of the low-hanging fruit that you think producers could take advantage of in order to move the needle on their reproductive success? Well, I think, you know, number one is uh, making sure that we get started with our fresh cow program, our maternity management gets this cow off to the right, on the right foot, you know, managing the diet and the housing and stuff, the environment, keeping those cows comfortable, you know, keeping them healthy. And that's going to set us up for good reproductive performance once we make the decision to start breeding. Once we do, we have some things we can do, like the a good example is the implementation of the double off-sync program, where it's a, several different reproductive hormones that are used in the process of getting it, not only getting them synchronized, but getting the, their fertility improved by trying to boost their progesterone levels. And so we, that has been a big deal. We now are tweaking that. We have some dairies that are actually looking when they do reach the point of that voluntary wait period and they're starting, they may actually be ultrasounding or rectally checking for corpus luteums. And then if the cow has got one, they know they can go ahead and enroll her in their, in their offsync protocol. And if not, they may want, to, if she's an ovular or an anestrus, we, they'll maybe utilize the use of cedars, a progesterone implant. We've also done, uh, just recently completed a big study on using an increased dose of Factrel, which is our gonadotrophin horm releasing hormone at one of the key phases in the double off-sync protocol, which is actually can bring up conception rate anywhere from uh, one or two points up to about five or six points of improvement in conception. And that that's a big deal. 
you know, we look at how we can drive a conception rate from, say, 45 up to 50 or 45 up to 48. Um, that's a big deal. That's three or five more cows out of every 100 cows we're trying to breed. And our fat trail was an interesting product because when we got that licensed, we actually had it licensed with the flexible dose of two, three, or four cc's. And so it becomes a, a you know, a totally on-label legal protocol as well. But very good return on investment uh, on utilizing that. And there's no extra labor. There's no extra work involved. It's just whether what dose we use. Well, it's really interesting. I mean, there's a lot of different things, you know, that we've done in the past. It sounds like there's a lot of different things that are opportunities for the future. But if Pacific Producer has any questions on what they can personally do, where would you suggest they turn? And what resources would you know that would be available for them to enhance their reproductive success in their herd? So their veterinarian is always a great resource. You know, they're the ones that can help develop these protocols. And they're the ones who will be also, you know, drawing up the uh, prescriptions for different products that are some of the therapies. And uh, so they're a great place to start. And then beyond that, you know, certainly there's uh, things like the Dairy Cattle Reproductive Council has got tools that are open to just to all you have to do is google them and they have different uh, reproductive programs and resources available to talk about you know improving reproductive success we have our people even within our own zoetis we have a website for dairy wellness that actually goes into a lot of discussion about different programs and protocols and and how to improve fertility and then even our own salespeople they're pretty well trained up on this to have these discussions. So lots of resources. There's dairy magazines, things like uh, Horse Dairyman, Progressive Dairyman, Dairy Today, lots of information contained in them. So there's a, just a plethora of information. All they have to do is reach out. Well, Dr. Learmont, thank you very much for discussing this topic with us, as it is such a critical part of success in a dairy herd today, and obviously even more so in the future. You bet. Um, there's lots of lots of money that uh, can be made by improving repro, and that's the uh, what drives the whole milk production process. You know, cows getting pregnant and having another calf. So anything we can do to help improve that is a good process for improving the the overall success of the deer. Absolutely. You got to have a bread cow in order to make more milk. So how can we make that happen? Yeah, for sure. And thank you very much to our listening audience for taking time to stop by our podcast. Y'all take care, folks.